Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, we have Aiden Andres, who is Director of Marketing for Disruptive Advertising. Aiden, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is I love the term disruptive advertising. So, tell us a little bit about what that is and what you guys do. Well, as uh, you're probably aware, a lot of the time marketing gets a little bit dry, it gets a little bit predictable. Um, we've all seen the exact same uh, telephone commercials on you know, TV and everything. It, it, there's a lot about marketing that gets kind of kind of a little stale. And with disruptive advertising, we really want to be a little bit different. Uh, we're kind of believers that the best businesses kind of disrupt their industry. They create new value, they create new opportunities. And so we thought that that was a good fit for what we wanted to do and really kind of um, break through and be a little bit different, disrupt a little bit the marketing industry and find some new and interesting ways to actually um, get people's businesses out there and actually get them noticed instead of kind of trying, uh, kind of falling into all of the, you know, ho-hum marketing that you see all the time that kind of is utterly forgettable. You know, with, with all the channels and choices that are available to marketers today, I think it's probably even harder to find a message that differentiates, let alone is effective on, on each of those channels. So what are some of the things that you guys are doing to accomplish that? Well, I've always been a really, really big believer that the key to success in any industry, whether it's marketing or the medical profession or what have you, successful businesses create value. And I think that a lot of the time as marketers, we get focused on selling ourselves, selling like a specific product and less focused on actually what creates value for our customers? What creates value for our clients? What is unique about our product or service or offering that really sets us apart? And so at Disruptive, we really try to focus on, okay, what are the specific needs and what is the core value that we can actually provide? And once you identify that message, it actually becomes something that you can be really effective with across a variety of channels. You know, if you're you know, you identify that your your core audience that you're trying to get to is millennials who value primarily entertainment. Well, then maybe it's creating some YouTube videos that are primarily entertaining, and then all of a sudden you get associated with something that they value, and now it's really easy to kind of transition them to going, oh, well, my product or my service or whatever it is that um, I'm trying to sell as you know, these guys always make me laugh, so they must have something good, you know, whatever it is that the value is there. If you're providing that value, it's very easy to make that transition. And then if you incorporate that ac across multiple um, areas and multiple channels, and you kind of create an audience and uh, an experience that's associated with your business, that ultimately is going to go a lot farther and deeper with your target uh, market than simply hit, trying to hawk your wares. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So um, what, what are some of the things that you do to ensure that there is a good experience, especially from the customer's perspective? Um, sure. So probably the first step and key uh, for us in that is to really kind of drill down and identify um, who are these people and what is it that's their core value. Sometimes that gets a little bit more involved than just your basic buyer persona research. You know. Yeah, maybe they're a third-year-old white male, you know, like me, and 
they've got their uh, you know they've got their their kids in school and stuff like that. But what really drives them? What motivates them? Well, you know, maybe they're a a business leader who is trying to grow their business and they've got all these interests and they're really kind of a go-getter. Well, what are some of the behaviors and uh, and things that manifest around that? Oh, well, maybe they, they're interested in um, gambling. So maybe we should create some content pieces that make parallels between, you know, the risk-taking of gambling and the risk-taking of actually building a business. And so kind of trying to find, okay, what is it that makes these people unique? What is it that makes them um, an interesting specific person and then how do we connect those various facets of their life and really create something that's very compelling for them so a lot I, I love using analogies I love kind of depicting things in a different way that kind of stands out and it's like oh you know what I never thought of that before but marketing's a lot like fishing or a lot like romance or uh, any of those sorts of things that kind of take people out of, oh, here's the regular speak that people are always sending to me, and here's actually a connection to my real life that goes beyond just you know simple value propositions and other things like that, sure. and really makes it real for people. So um, you know, you've been doing this for a little while. What, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen happen in marketing over the last few years? Um, so I think we've seen several transitions, um, especially in digital marketing. Digital marketing is changing so fast. If you're not constantly evolving with digital marketing, you are getting left behind. Um, I think it's really easy to, to look at the history, for example, of search engine optimization. It's like early in the day, you could find loopholes in, um, in Google's algorithms and make a million dollar business out of it. All you had to do is figure out how to kind of load all your keywords and everything. That's gone the way of, of all the earth. These days it's, you know, it's much more difficult to get ranked on Google, etc. You see similar things with paid search was really big for a long time because that was the primary way that people really interacted with the internet. And so you had lots and lots of search if you could get ranked. Now all of a sudden it's becoming a lot more competitive and people have a lot higher expectations for what they're going to get from um, their search results. People are getting a lot more aware of advertising. They've been beat to pieces with advertising their whole lives and so they're a lot more sensitive to it. And so it now is becoming almost more of a, a multifaceted approach. You can't really be the one trick pony where it's like, oh, paid search, paid search, paid search, SEO, 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 oh, I have a blog, oh, I have whatever your specific thing is that you built your business on. That's kind of changing. Now it's like, okay, we have to integrate email and um, maybe paid search and remarketing and all of these different tiers so that you create an overall experience, kind of like we were talking about a little bit ago, that kind of helps move them from the, I mean, it's basic marketing in a nutshell, but now it's become a much more integrated experience across the internet as a whole. So it's like you always had your awareness and your different cycles and your funnel that you're going through, but now you see people entering and leaving at different phases and you constantly have to be adjusting um, your strategy to kind of loop people back in and really create uh, a much, much more integrated funnel than you really ever have before. Okay, sure, it makes a lot of sense. Now, how are skills changing as well? Um, and, you know, as you assemble your team, what are you looking for today in a hire that maybe you wouldn't have needed a few years ago? Um, so, honestly, I look for creativity. 
above all else and an ability to communicate with people because I feel like these days it's a lot more important to be adaptable and with this ever-changing you know in in three years maybe we don't even you know it's all voice search and we don't even write you know long-form content so if you're a great long-form content writer that's nice now but like what do you expect to see in, you know, two or three years, that could be completely different. And so that adaptability and that ability to uh, modify messaging and thinking to whatever is the current medium of expression and what people are connecting with. Right now, I think we're seeing a big transition. You know, I think we started with a lot of those ones like SEO and paid search. We've now transitioned to a lot of social media and I see the movement heading very strongly towards video. Well, what comes after that? I don't know what's going to be the next big thing in you know, two or three years, but I expect that there will be even a transition through and away from that. And in you know, 10, 15 years, it could all be VR. I, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but for that reason, that's why I look for kind of that creativity and that ability to communicate because that's adaptable to a variety of mediums. I, I started, and my, my biggest strength has always been audience building and writing, but now I find myself working in things like video, social media, things like that, and what makes me adaptable to those is that ability to understand the audiences, who I'm talking to, and how to best communicate with them, and figure out how to use the new technology to really make the, the connection and get people excited. Now that makes a lot of sense. So what's your take on MarTech and all this? I mean, there's so much technology. What do you think is essential? What is nice to have? What do you think is, oh gosh, crazy? <laughs> don't, don't. Um, that's a really good question. That's probably a, uh, uh, a whole video in and of itself. Um, so I think when it really you get down to it, um, I love data and I love numbers and I think that marketer, as marketers we have to start falling in love with numbers. So things like CRMs, absolutely vital. Any sort of thing, uh, tool, and there's a whole bunch of them out there, so it's kind of take your pick. But if you've got a tool like Zoho or Salesforce or um, Agile or any of the other CRMs that are out there and you can really tie what you're doing all the way through to what the end results for your business are, that's where you're going to be the most effective. So that's where I get most excited about MarTech is the things like marketing automations, all the things that allow you to um, visualize and direct your entire marketing funnel, especially in the, in the digital aspect, because there's all these moving pieces. And if you aren't using technology and analytics to stay on top of it, it's just going to run away on you. And we've done actually a lot of uh, our biggest um, biggest channel that we help clients with is paid search and we've actually audited well over 2,000 AdWords accounts and it's wow. amazing to me because um, and I've actually been personally involved with the vast majority of this research because like I said I, I like numbers and <laughs> analytics <laughs> but what's amazing is that you see um, about 42 percent of AdWords marketer, AdWords advertisers um, who AdWords is so easy to set up tracking for, about 42% of them have never even tracked a single conversion. So they don't even know if their their marketing is working. And paid search is expensive. So it's like they're flushing money down the drain and they don't even know what's going on. And then of the 58% that actually are tracking, 
only about half of them are actually tracking all of their important actions. And that's just on the conversion level. Then you walk down towards how many are using CRMs and the numbers drop off precipitously. So you just look at that and it's like, that is a huge opportunity for any marketer right now who wants to really get good with data. That's where you can really kind of stand out and all of a sudden go, oh, you know what? This particular tactic, this particular um, idea did not pan out. This one is driving a lot of value. We need to put more money into this and not that. And that's the, the really powerful thing about online advertising versus a lot of your conventional marketing channels because you do have all that trackability. How do I know if that direct mail piece really delivered all that value? Well, I hope, hope, hope that maybe they call up and they say, well, I saw your direct mail piece, but how often does that really happen? But with online marketing, you can see that, and that's what allows you to ultimately be highly, highly effective in a very competitive um, online space. Great input. So what are you being held responsible for? What's your boss measure you on, and then what are you measuring your team on? Um, ultimately, it, it really comes down to sales and predominantly ROI. So, um, and we try to look at that as a, a lifetime value sort of analysis. So sometimes, you know, we we have channels that aren't profitable month one. Our first, you know, our first clients they they don't necessarily make us profitable, but we know that over the course of six to twelve months we become profitable. And so we really try to look at, especially for ourselves and for our clients, we try to look at what's the overall big picture. Um, and then does this all add up long term? And that's kind of what we try to stay accountable to. Awesome. Because ultimately things like clicks or conversions or um, a lot of those more surface metrics, phone calls, um, those don't put money in the bank. And so if your marketing is not putting money in the bank, it's just like any other business expense. Um, it's not worth investing in if it doesn't end up creating profit business. Well said. Uh, so in closing, any words of advice for your fellow marketing executives out there? Um, I would just say stay very focused on creating value. There's a lot of competition in virtually every industry and niche. And if you can't demonstrate how you create value, then you you just fall into the rank and file. But when you do create value and you demonstrate that value to uh, your target audience, then you all of a sudden start to stand out and it's a lot easier to go, oh, I remember those guys. Those guys, they created something that made it made an impact on me and that's why I'm gonna be more positively inclined towards them over anybody else. Awesome, great advice. Aiden, thank you so much for being on the show this afternoon. Hey, thanks Jeff, I'm uh, happy to have the chance to join you. Okay, thank you and we'll talk again soon. All right, thanks.